Grace, peace, and mercy be upon you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, be with us today and open our ears and our hearts and minds to receive your word. We thank you for all the blessings you give us in this church and through your church. And we ask that you would bless those, watch over and protect those who are traveling this summer. In your name we pray, amen. Did you see the video recently of the Brian Adams concert where some clown from the audience ran up, grabbed the microphone from him and just started singing? Did you see that? Hey, if you don't know who Brian Adams is, it, it, it doesn't matter, okay? He was a, he's a singer, had a few hits on the radio in the 80s and 90s. Just imagine your favorite singer giving a concert up on the stage, singing away, and some goofball comes up from the audience and grabs the mic from your favorite artist and starts I mean, it happens, right? Brian Adams, though, uh, didn't miss a beat. His bouncers just came and escorted the doofus off the stage, and, uh, who seemed to be a little inebriated, and uh, uh, he just kept, kept right on singing. The same kind of thing can happen in church, and it did. There's another video, I don't know how old it is. A Baptist minister is preaching the sermon, whatever, in his church. Some guy just runs right up, grabs the microphone from him, starts talking. This guy, however, this Baptist minister, didn't miss a beat either. He grabbed the microphone back from the guy and said, no, 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 we're not doing this here. This is not a free-for-all. This is the Christian apostolic church. You're not called to preach the word of God. I am. Get this guy out of here. So bouncers come up and escort the man out. Now, if you continue to watch the video, the Baptist minister starts going on a tyrant and starts getting all worked up, and, and uh, I think he goes a little bit too far. But I would agree with him that church is not a free-for-all, right? It's the apostolic Christian church. You've called certain people to preach the word. We can imagine what it was like in the early church when the apostles were still living and teaching what Jesus had taught them. You can imagine, people were hearing things for the first time they'd never heard before or in a different way. You can imagine some reactions. And if anyone had interrupted them, the apostles, during their church service or their teachings and just started spouting whatever, you can imagine that person would have been stopped in their tracks. Possibly even thrown out of the assembly. Then and now, the word of God has an effect on people. The kind, of we, uh, the kind of people we are also influences how we respond to the word. And this is what Jesus talks about today in the gospel lesson. The kinds of people who receive the word. Take, for example, the parable today from Matthew. What kind of soil are you? Jesus spends a lot of time on the soil as he teaches the crowds, including his disciples who were there, hearing the whole thing too. He talks about bad soil choked with rocks and thorns where the seed doesn't do anything and changes nothing. But also good dirt where the seed of God's word can, be, can put down some roots, grow and mature and bear fruit. 
What's happening with the seed that is God's word in your life? When you hear a sermon or the reading, or, or you're reading, you read the Bible for yourself, or if you read it with other people and hear it, and uh, is it is it sinking in? Is it taking root? Are you hearing it, but it just doesn't do it? It just isn't doing anything for you, or it isn't understandable enough for you to do anything in you. We know the answer isn't always easy. And we know the answer isn't always what it should be. Even though our sinful selves can be dull towards the Word of God, Jesus never stops sowing the good news of forgiveness and life forever upon us. He never stops throwing that seed out amongst the world. He doesn't give up on us. He'll keep planting for us this morning. Now, one of the reasons this is my favorite parable of Jesus is it explains a lot when it comes to why people believe in Jesus or not, or say they do, but, you know, you wouldn't know it by, their, by their, the way they live their lives and so forth. It's comforting to know that Jesus has an explanation for this. He has an answer for it. We're not left wondering why or wringing our hands. You know, he's got the answer. But it's also a parable in which we can take a look at ourselves in its light. Not to cast doubt on our faith. I mean, if you're good dirt and you know it, clap your hands. Okay, we got a, we got a few. But maybe like me, you've had some bad dirt days or times in your life. Maybe it's happening now. I don't know. From 6th to 8th grade, I spent 990 hours of my life on a school bus getting from my home to school and back. 50 minutes one way, twice a day for three years. I did the math. I added it up. 990 hours of my life on a school bus. The journey took me through miles and miles of desert, and man, did I see a lot of dirt outside those school bus windows. There are no smartphones or tablets or pads to occupy one's time. I couldn't read while, the bus, while I was riding the bus or I'd get sick. So if I wasn't talking with friends, I would look out the window. I remember every mile of that bus ride. Outside one side of the bus, we'd pass remnants of an alfalfa farm. I used to wonder, how could anyone farm anything out there? The soil was almost white with alkali, hard as ceramic, but people tried. And from what I saw, the seeds didn't always take root. On the other side of the bus would be a green field for miles. Better soil on that side of the road? I guess so. I always think of those bus rides in the Antelope Valley, California, when I hear this parable. There's a lot of bad minerals, rocks, and thorns from tumbleweeds out in that soil out there. But there's good soil, too. Here in the Willamette Valley, it's mostly good soil, isn't it? <laughs> That's why people came out here, agriculturally speaking. But when Pastor Edward During tried sowing the seed of God's word out here more than 100 years ago, he found the soil to be very, very hard. People's hearts were hard. 
He would travel up and down this valley looking for German people who had settled here and tried to get them to start churches. Most of the time, he found gamblers, drunkards, fornicators, and backsliders. That was his description. What kind of soil would he find today? What kind of people? The hard, dried, compacted soil where the seed just bounces off and scatters. Jesus says this is what happens when we just don't get what he and any of his prophets or disciples is say, are, are saying. We hear the good news of God's grace, but it makes little to no impression on our hearts and minds. Then there's those of us like rocky ground. We hear God's word. It goes in a little in, into the surface and germinates. We may understand a little and take hold the good news of Jesus. It might bring us joy for a while, but it doesn't take root deeply. It doesn't shape and conform our hearts to be more like Jesus's heart and mind. And when life gets difficult, its shallow roots dry up and wither. And we turn to different solutions for our troubles. Then there's the thorn-infested soil. We may hear and understand what God says to us. It might take root deeply, but the competition for that soil space is too strong. Our worries about this life, our property, our stuff, security and comfort all crowd in the word and choke it out. Fruitless once again. Jesus' words in this part of his parable tell us of our own spiritual aridness. Let's not fool ourselves. At times, we are rocky and thorn-infested dirt. I know I can be. But thankfully, that's not the end of the parable. Take a closer look at the seed thrower and his work. Jesus knowingly throws most of his seed, the seed, his word, precious as it is, into the dry corners of the field. Think about it. The word of God goes out all over this world into places that he knows it isn't going to take hold. He holds nothing back. He spreads the word liberally, generously everywhere the world over. It falls onto people who ignore it, reject it, or are unfruitful hearers of it. But Christ died for all people, including all who deny him. All the sins of the world have been forgiven. Heaven is open to those who hear and believe Jesus forgives their sin. Not only that, he still sows his good news of saving love and goes on sowing it in the soil of his church, good and bad. The miracle is, despite all the rocks and thorns and hardness of our hearts, some of this seed lands in good soil and grows. And not sparsely either. It grows 30, 60, 100 fold. That's good news for you. Yes, even you and I, with our hard soil, Jesus knows where his word lands. He knows you. He loves you. He cares for you. The seed that is his word was planted in you in your baptism. And the hope has always been from that day, faith would take root, be nourished by the word and the Holy Spirit, and grow to produce love and good works for others. 
whether it be the ones closest to you in your family or outside your family. It could be anyone, everyone. Sunday by Sunday, the same life-giving seed is sown into your life through the hearing of the text read in church and receiving the Lord's Supper here for the altar, at the altar for the forgiveness of your sin. If you doubt any of this, which I don't believe many of you do, if any, or you don't believe it, just look around you. The church, for all its soil problems, is the living, fruit-bearing work of Christ and His Holy Spirit. See the Word of God being sown all around our church. You then take it to where you go, to the people you encounter. God makes it produce its increase. I'm proof, right? I was bad dirt for a long time. But I was changed into good soil over time through the Word and participating in the life of Christ's church. So believe in your forgiveness through the cross of Christ. The seed can and will grow. Trust in Jesus, even when it seems everything in life, in your life, has failed. God will still produce his harvest. In fact, if everything in your life has been a failure, or you believe it has been, the success of the planting and growth of faith in Christ in you matters the most. It's the chief success in your life earned for you by your God and Savior Jesus. He is doing things you don't even know about. Even though your life and the lives of others, you, don't, you can't even tell sometimes, it bears fruit. Jesus explained this parable to his disciples just as he explained or explains it to us today. It hasn't changed. This is so we can then bring it to others. It's a great encouragement to all us Christians who speak the word to those in our homes, our places of work, our schools, wherever we go. So go forth in his name and in peace, and may we all remain good dirt into our eternal future together. Amen.